Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. And I've got a special guest with me today, the author of Print Weaver, Noah. Noah, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You've got a very unique game, something I've never seen when it comes to character creation. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, the game comes out this January. It's called Print Weaver uh, through Exalted Funeral. And uh, yeah, it's got some weird stuff to it. Um, it's a little bit gothic fantasy, but the real catch uh, is that you use your actual fingerprints, a little bit like palm reading, to figure out your entire character. So you have no say in the process and you already have a character, which is a big deal, um, especially for new people coming in. There's no decision making at all. Now, quick question. How, are, how do you suggest that we take, are we, are we taking the fingerprints or are we trying to examine the hand? How is that gonna work here? <laughs> Yeah, so you can do either. Uh, my go-to is a flashlight because you can kind of just hold a flashlight at an angle and you can really see your fingerprint details pretty well. It was actually really funny. I was showing um, some close friends recently in the game. They hadn't seen it before. Uh, and they were like, oh, I have fingerprints. And it's like a thing that you don't really look at very often. Uh, and you like see in like CSI shows. Um, but uh, yeah, like all, all of your fingerprints are different. And uh, it really, like, there's a lot of information there, which I think is really cool. Uh, and yeah, you can, you can use marker, you can use ink, anything. So how does that work? Making a character from fingerprints? I don't think I, if I hadn't hadn't looked through the through the actual game, I would have no clues. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's this weird pitch. I've had a hard time explaining it to people. Um, but really, the best way I found out is that, like, since there are three types of fingerprints, you're essentially doing a little bit of coding. Like there's a little bit of a code to it. So you count like the pattern, essentially, of your fingerprints. Uh, and that gives you like you look up on the tables, what items you have, what stats you have. And so you really like get a lot out of this very little set of information you have on your hands, uh, which I think is really fun. It does have a, this vibe of, of where you're, uh, you, like you said, I think you said a palm reading type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that gives it that extra like mystical layer of, of to yeah, the game that's definitely. kind of fun. I, I really like in, in uh, most of my work, I try to craft a sort of a world around this sort of gothic fantasy feeling. Uh, and there's a lot of there's admittedly a lot of Dark Souls in here. And so there's a lot of themes of fate and determinism. Uh, so I thought uh, it's kind of perfect that you're using your own hands to make these characters. Yeah, that is cool. Tell us a little bit about the setting and the gameplay. If you Well, those are kind of two separate, drastically yeah. separate questions, but. Sure, uh, well, let's start with the setting and then we can go to gameplay. So uh, the setting uh, is this very like Gothic fantasy, dark fantasy world. You have ruined cathedrals and castles and monsters that lurk the wilderness. Uh, people are locking their doors at night and uh, so and, and kind of the catch here as a player uh, you play as a traveler um, which are the people with fingerprints so not everyone in the world has fingerprints but those with fingerprints travelers are immortal uh, and that sort of came about because if you only have one character and they die then you just stop playing and I was like well that's not very fun for this game uh, so you're constantly reviving in shrines uh, and you have these sort of like handmaidens of shrines that like bring you back to life they are the print weavers uh, and so, so you're like this immortal adventurer walking around this world where people are scared to go outside and there, there are monsters about. Uh, and so you're, you're paving the way uh, to, to safety or to helping people who are being attacked by monsters or even like going and communicating with monsters to establish like trade routes with them. Um, really the, the sky's the limit when you actually get to the setting, but it's this dark oppressive sort of all the kingdoms have fallen and, and men are scared to go outside and, and yeah. So, and you explore. When we're exploring, is there is there a large hex crawl element or anything like that? Like, how do you, how are we approaching yeah. that? So there's there's rules in the game for uh, how survival works. Um, 
the the main resource in the game called ink, sort of like you're inking your fingerprints, uh, is used to shroud your campsite at night from monsters attacking you. So you're trying to stealthily move through this very large world, and it is built for a hex crawl. And you're using this this depleting resource uh, for uh, healing yourself. It's sort of your your healing potion, but also to protect your camp at night. Um, so there's only so far you can go before the monsters will find you, and you have to return to a safe haven. But but yeah, so so there's a bit of a survival aspect. There's also this aspect uh, in in the game master side of the game. Uh, of creating these settlements and towns that have fallen to some mysterious means. Uh, so there might be a mystery aspect for some players in which they like happen upon a kingdom that's raided by monsters and find out what happened to the people here uh, and sort of learn the world's history. Uh, and I find that, uh, yeah, I find that very interesting. Yeah. Now the system itself, was I wrong in understanding, is this a D10 based system or? Yes, yes this is a D10 uh, dice pool system um, that, that's sometimes maligned by people I feel. Uh, but there's definitely a bit of fun with, you know, 10 fingers and 10 on the dice. So I try to play oh! a little bit of thematic theming there. Yeah. I didn't um, even put that together. That is brilliant. Yeah. I love Quite it. <laughs> uh, but D10s are the only dice you need to play the game. Uh, technically, you only need one, but there are definitely prompts in the game that have you rolled 10,000 D10s. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so sometimes, you know, there, there's a bit of fun with the amount of dice you get to roll. Uh, so if you really like large handfuls of dice, this is a fun game. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of dice, but I don't think that I actually have 10,000 D10s. I may have Not to buy some more do. to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. I'm, I'm giving the, the D10 market a favor here uh, with this game, for sure. I yeah. actually have a little set of uh, D10s I've been keeping up here uh, at my at my desk. For, we've been playing, uh, what's it called? All Flesh Must Be Eaten here lately. Okay. So I've had a set out just for that. So... Yeah. Tell us a bit about how the system itself works. Yeah, uh, so it's a success fail based dice pool system. So any D10s above a six uh, and you succeed or, and, and you get a success. So there's checks for an amount of successes uh, and uh, you can expend. So you have three main points determined by the three main fingerprints you have, uh, which is strength, dex, and will, pretty standard RPG type things. But you can expend those points to add more dice to your uh, pools. You can expend uh, decks to do like additional skilled actions where you take additional actions during combat. You can spend your will points uh, to add more dice pools to like spell checks so you can like cast spells with your will. Uh, so there's a lot of point management and a lot of dice pools, but overall, since you're only working with three numbers at a time, uh, characters can actually be written as like a single line of text um, if you kind of get down the, the character system, which for the system, there was this big design philosophy that I want people to be able to take their characters, their fingerprint characters, to any table, and they will always be the same character, which emphasizes this idea of doing a sort of uh, West Marches type campaign where you're moving between DMs, but you're exploring a shared world. Uh, and that makes it really easy for you to pick up a character. You don't really get much say in them and bring them somewhere else. Okay. So Here's a question. Is there, how does, how do you approach or do you approach the concept of leveling up in here? Uh, so it's, it's completely levelless uh, and truly it's completely classless since you're just defined by your items. Uh, and that's, that's taken in large part um, from games like Mouse Ritter by Isaac Williams uh, into the odd Chris McDowell. So there's a lot of, uh, you are your equipment and that's all you are. And, uh, you know, you can, you can maybe get more equipment. Uh, there's slot-based inventory management. So you have to be picky about what you're carrying with you. 
But overall, yeah, there's, there's no levels. Uh, progress is more marked in how you explore the world, how you build up your safe havens, uh, and the connections you make with people. That works. So tell us a bit about your equipment. What is this? What, what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of stuff are we looking at here? <laughs> yeah, so so since the world is is fairly dark uh, and a little scary, you're really scraping by with uh, with what you got. So there's your traditional like types of armor. There's really only three types of weapon in the game, but there's a lot of flavor in how the weapons are worded. So there's heavy, light, medium, it's pretty standard, uh, but you can have a long sword or a mace or a bow. And even if you're someone like, let's say you had a lot of will, which means you're probably not uh, getting these sort of like stronger weapons or stronger armor because you're more of a magic class. Uh, you have tomes and scrolls and things you can use for your magic. Uh, you can even channel your willpower into your fists and be sort of a monk character if you, if you had to. Equipment-wise, there's this big emphasis also on because your items aren't super unique, besides like maybe your starting weapons, when you die, you lose all of your items. So there's this idea that you have to journey back to your corpse, uh, which is which is out there in the world with whatever killed you, to retrieve your items. So sort of that Dark Souls, you've died, you have to go get your stuff back. But while you're gone, it might get stolen. You know, you never know. Now the art in here, did you do this? Yeah, everything but the cover art. Uh, the cover art's by Justin McElroy. Uh, he is thoughtographic on Twitter. Uh, he's a great artist, but everything inside is me. Yes. Yeah, that's really nice. It it's got a specific what's the word? I'm, uh, there's a specific feel to it that I like, and I think it fits well with just the concept. Um, that sure. kind of feel of like getting your character from reading your poem and stuff. It has this uh, old worldy type mystical mm -hmm. feeling that fits that well. You've done you've done well with that, definitely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the layouts all all on me. I, I was very much a, a, it was a power duo, me and my editor, Matthew K. Um, and yeah, I was all in the creative and I needed someone to edit because you can't look at your own work too hard. Oh, no doubt. It's a great job. Great job. There. Now, a couple, couple quick questions. What formats are you looking at? What, what is the format this is going to come out at as? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this will be a perfect bound. So with an actual spine paperback uh, on Exalted Funeral. Um, and so so yeah. like a zine format, like uh, like a A5 smaller, yeah. like half yeah, yeah, digest sort of size. Um, those are my favorites. I love that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's nice because you want to be able to fold it up and put it in your bag. And and really with the emphasis on like maneuvering this game to different tables, uh, I wanted a, a book that you can really like take around with you and sort of beat up a little bit. Um, keep it nice. Yeah. Where can my listeners find you online and find the game online? And how can they can support you in putting this out? Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at NL underscore Morrison. Uh, and you can find me on itch at NL no underscore Morrison dot itch dot IO. Uh, those are my two main places where I'm advertising the game and where I'll have digital copies available eventually uh, come January. Uh, and yeah, just, just likes, retweets, follows, whatever is helpful. I'm always happy to talk about games too if you want to strike up a conversation. Oh, yeah, we're always... We're always talking about games. Yeah, that's what we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, of course. I got one quick follow-up question uh -huh. for the end. What got you into gaming and what led you to, to putting this out? What was the inspiration for all this? Yeah, uh, so I've been playing uh, mostly Dungeons & Dragons type games uh, for the longest time, uh, starting with 4th edition when I was quite young, if that ages me at all. And getting into 5th edition, I, I've been DMing for a long time and you know, there's always comes a point where you exceed your system, you kind of grow out of it. And you're like, well, I could do something here. And uh, 
I'm, I'm a biochemist. Uh, well, I'm, I'm getting my degree in biochemistry and I've always loved forensic science. So it's like, oh, there's this fascinating world of information people carry around with them on their hands. And I'd like to explore that and open up a new perspective for people. So I was, it, it sort of resulted in this over a course of a year and a lot of work and a lot of workshopping. And yeah. So well, that's great. Yeah. It's we're good. big fans of what of a lot of the stuff they put out on Exalted Funeral, so we're definitely yeah. looking forward to that. Yeah, it's great. And that's about all we got time for today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. As always, you can find us at wobbliesandwizards.com. Find us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. I'm on the Twitter at Logar Hale Crom. And just one more time, can you give them your, your contact information just to sum up if people missed it the first time? Yeah, uh, at NL underscore Morrison at Twitter uh, and nlmorrison.itch.io on itch. Thank you. And keep those dice rolling. Yeah, you do. <laughs>